darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell or rot inside a corpse's shell. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of episode 50 of the Planet X podcast. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> episode That's right, man. We reached episode 50 on this bitch. Can you believe it? Hardly, wow. man. Oh, my God. If I could just say... I'm super excited about episode 50. Also super excited about Ken Bonnie rolling his R's. I know. That was pretty damn well done. Oh, man. The ladies love the R rolling. They love it. (laughs) You should just do that in regular speak every day. (laughs) I'm on the streets going. I'm at the Uh, bus stop. (laughs) I'm going to go take a a ride up the road. (laughs) Rico. Suave. Yeah, that that's really hot. That's what the ladies like, guys. You're totally on it. Thank you. Oh, I knew it. Oh man, validation after all these years. So if you're getting moist in this episode of Planet X podcast already, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> show, man. Like Ken said, 50 episodes in. Here's what we got planned. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about some corporate shakeups at Warner Time Warner, or yeah. specifically their film division. Going to talk about a report uh, that came out today as we record this. It's Thursday. Uh, about some new potential Marvel series on Netflix. See what you guys think about that. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if this is news. They seem to do this every two years. Uh, DC Comics got a new logo. So we'll talk Checking about that. brand up in this bitch. Does anybody have a pick of the week? I actually do have a pick of the week. Rolling with the zombie theme. Can you give us uh, just a little a little cock tease? I, I, I will tell you this, uh, me old mates. It uh, happens to take place in jolly old England. Oh, Gav. Oh, oh that's a, uh, I almost said good day. <laughs> jolly good, Fuckin jolly up. good. <laughs> throw another shrimp on the barbie, mate. Ah, jolly fuck old England. Fuck the fucking shrimp. <laughs> I'm going to throw sausage on this bitch. <laughs> Planet X podcast not specializing in accents. <laughs> English accent by way of Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, I'm right, man. I grew up on Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> you guys are good, uh, good Crocodile Dundee story. He's a hell of a blighter. Uh, living, living in a small town, we had one video store. My mom, poor innocent soul that she is. I went to see Crocodile Dundee 2 in the town's theater. About a week later, my mom uh, comes home and she's excited. She's like, hey, I reserved a movie at the uh, the video store. And I'm like, oh, cool. What did you get? And she's all excited. She's like, uh, I got Crocodile Dundee too. I'm like, that can't, uh, that can't be. I just saw that fucker in the theater last week. I mean, there, there must be some mix-up. She's like, no, no, I'm sure. And I, I convinced her to call and check. Sure enough, she calls uh, the, the video store in town and they say, yeah, you have reserved for tonight uh, Crocodile Blondie, too. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 
God, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Of the fucking backroom porns. Uh-huh. <laughs> back, back when porn had like some uh, some creativity when it came to picking these titles. Dude, I'm a, I'm a little fucking disappointed that that my my boys are not gonna grow up with any of that experience of stepping into the back room of a porn shop when you're not supposed to. But the modern day equivalent is like searching on a PS Vita. So yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's gotten simpler in a way. Yeah, I find yeah. fucking Pornhub on my kid's phone, and I'm jacking his seven year old ass. <laughs> Imagine that, uh, like hardware uh, back then was like it is today, and instead of watching porn on your laptop and getting a virus, you could put a, a beta or VHS tape in, and your machine would get all fucked up. <laughs> There's all these pop-ups on my VHS player. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pervert. Fuck it, erase my tape. <laughs> exactly. And I grew up trying to watch porn through fucking waves in the Discrambler. <laughs> ah, the dark days of porn watching. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man, it was a dark time for humanity. You got slapping the TV with one hand to clear up the static, and with the other hand... God damn it! Son of a bitch, I was almost there! <laughs> With the other hand holding the holding the remote, I meant to say. <laughs> is, that, is that a nipple? On. <laughs> is that a nip? Oh no, it's the guy's ass. Oh, oh Jesus, I came. Oh. <laughs> I'm paying. I'm paying now. <laughs> Not that there's anything well, wrong with that. No, there isn't. There isn't. It's it's how we find out who we are. That's right. <laughs> Oh, sometimes we get answers. Sometimes we get answers we didn't expect. Right? With you too often. Yeah, it's the process of, a lot in my dreams. Oddly, it's a process of becoming a man. You think Speedo owned a fucking uh, <laughs> ad space in my head or something? <laughs> it's all zombies and, and dogs. Zombies and Speedos, man. That's all that's fucking found in here. <laughs> We were talking about this uh, earlier this week. Actually, uh, a bunch of us were talking about, you know how on Game of Thrones, um, there's always some controversy over how much nudity is in it and how much co- like nudity needs to be in yeah. it? Yeah. And you'll get like, uh, I think at one point, Amelia Clark was on a talk show and she said she wanted to see more dongs on Game of Thrones. And we were like, you don't really see vag, though. No, no, man. You see, so it's, not it, really... it's well-coiffed. Uh, pubic hair. Men have yeah. less to show, though. Like, really, like oh. there's, you can be like pretty much fully naked and, and with a little loincloth, and you're still kind of decent. Well, they show men's asses, though. Yes, like, exactly, like, you know, exactly. And, if and, you're and, watching the show and you're gay, that's what you're there for. Like, oh, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, you're there. You're there. Fifty percent for that. And, Fifty percent, I guess, for the front. I'm, I'm, I'm. I shouldn't talk about this because I'm not gay. And I don't know. And the so other fifty percent for Jon Snow. <laughs> right. That's three fifty percent, right? But that's where I was going with this. Is at the end of the day, uh, when you do see Dong uh, in film or on TV, I don't know. Just maybe Spartacus showed a lot of a lot of wiener, but that was the only show I can think of. Whenever you do, it's. Do you guys ever notice this? Or is it, am I just a weirdo? It's never erect. No, no, it's always it's always flaccid, like yeah, waiting, waiting to exhale. We and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for uh, people like uh, Amelia Clark to kind of take that up as her cause. That like, okay, we saw dog, but it's always <laughs> fucking flaccid. Why is it? 
Why does it have to be floppy? It doesn't look smart. I'd have seen Cal Drogo hanging brain. I'd have checked out of the fucking show in that season. I, I was already intimidated by that character. I don't need to see him fucking hanging a fucking meat hammer. Yeah, well, what if he's not? Yeah, you don't know. That's that. true. Yeah, you, you might blow the carry. You might blow it. The, the, the illusion, the fantasy, uh, not the fantasy. I don't give a <laughs> you think I said I did. Ken Bonnie, father of dragons. God damn it! <laughs> Breathing fire. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <Castle>. moon. <laughs> yeah, we went off quite a tangent there. Uh, let us know at Planet X Podcast whose dong you'd like to see. Till then, uh, how's, how's your guys' week been? Jamie Lannister's dong. Oh, sorry, I, I was still. <laughs> Come on, you were asking admit, me. Admit it. No, I'm afraid that guy's gonna fucking pull out like a nine-inch cock, and then I'm gonna feel so terrible about myself. I will never <laughs> watch fucking shit. Game of Thrones again. <laughs> <laughs> the imp came from the moon. Deliver his line, he has to push his boner out of the way so you can see his face. I drink and I do things. How much thought have you guys given this? That's what we do. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. Talk about farts. We talk about, we can't talk about, we can't talk about boobs that much because it's a taboo. So the only thing we have left is. You talk about boobs all the time. What are you talking about? Godzilla assholes and fucking Tyrion's yep. dick. Yeah, we got fucking Godzilla, Bukaki, and dwarf cock. <laughs> Imp cock. Imp cock. Imp cock. Sorry. Imp cock. Planet X podcast episode 50, the Imp cock episode. And I don't mean Tyrion. Uh, tearing up because Tyrion puts you to shame. Oh my god, the fucking, this guy drives me nuts. I know I went off on him before, but why the fuck is he famous, man? It, it, all because of this part. Yeah, he's not that great of an actor. No, he's not. I think he's uh, his personality kind of lends itself really well to Tyrion, so people think he's acting really well. When yep, he's... that's exactly <laughs> it, dude. And then it's like everything else, he's like, yeah, he's like channeling Tyrion. <laughs> so how's your week been? <laughs> Full of Game of Thrones, ironically. Game of Dogs, that's what uh, Amelia called it. I, I actually a, caught up. I, I, let me throw in here real quick that Sunday night's uh, episode of Game of Thrones left me in such a state that I had to go sign up for HBO now just so I could start binge-watching the entire series. Uh, uh, are we okay to just throw this out here real quick, about a uh, quick spoiler about the, the ending? Yeah, 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 we got, yeah. We, yeah, there's a week between it now. When she yeah. fucking... Have you guys seen it? I'm not going to... Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. When she fucking sets those cows on fire with that shit and gets that big fucking building burning in Vasdothrak <laughs> and, and then <laughs> walks out naked from the flames, I was like, oh, my God. This is the fucking Daenerys Targaryen that I've been waiting for, man. And then I realized, binge-watching, we've seen that very fucking scene <laughs> yep. when she yep. hatched the dragons. Oh, God yep. damn it. Talk about manufactured emotions. <laughs> and uh, it was controversial because Game of Thrones fans of the book series are like, she's not actually fireproof in the books. Yeah. And and the makers of the TV show are like, meh. Yeah, she's hotter when she's not all burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> she's fireproof now. 
Fuck it. Yeah, and uh, in a shocking twist, Jon Snow, not dead, brought back to life by the Red Woman. Not dead, that's right, man. No one saw that coming. Oh, no, yeah. Not dead anymore? Way out back. there. Huh. Yeah. The odds of uh, Jon Snow dying are about the same as the odds of Glenn living. Well, let's face it, uh, the show's going to end with Jon Snow on the on the throne. Oh, totally, totally. That's, that's how it's ending, so yep. sorry. Uh, or with, you know what I think it's going to be? It's going to be him and uh, the Khaleesi. They're going to be, uh, they're going to hook up. They're going to do the hippity dippity. You think so? I think they're blood. On the throne. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them is going to impale themselves. <laughs> not that that's ever stopped anything on the show, but I think they're blood related. <clears throat> Uh, I think he's well, Lord Targaryen, actually, yeah, right? Yeah, his uh, his his father would be Targaryen, so they'd be half brother, half sister. Yep. I actually but, think that Daenerys is going to die, and Jon Snow takes the throne. I think, uh, not, and I've I haven't read the books. That's just my how, theory on way the way that. The how goes. gangster would it be if the show was like, no, this is what we're doing. They're getting married, and they're brother and sister. Oh, dude, that would fucking rot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if they lay waste to all their enemies at the end of that and just hook up and be like, yeah, yeah. bitch, look at this a, shit. And there's a fucking kid with a banjo playing the song from Deliverance at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing the fucking uh, the Game of Thrones theme on a banjo. <laughs> I'm fucking in on that. Oh man, you sold me, dude. There's no guys. way this show can end now. Any other way that will be as satisfying. No, that's the only way you to do it. You uh, ruined it for me, you bastard. It's all downhill from here. Uh, did you guys have a good week since I saw you last? Yeah, yeah. How about you, Marie? Yeah, I had a great week, actually. I actually uh, I actually have a PlayStation 4 on loan right now, so uh, I've been enjoying myself some gaming. <laughs> PS4, it's like a whole new level, right? Yeah, I just got it today, so just a few hours ago, hooked it up. Uh, it took me a while. I am not that good with technology. I tipped my TV over, thankfully, onto me. <laughs> so I managed to catch it with myself. Yay me. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it still works. Did not. I was gonna. I was gonna ask if you just keep your TV in bubble wrap the whole time. <laughs> no, no. I <laughs> I just wing it. I we got cheap ass TV. I did not go for anything high tech. So if I'd have broken it, it wouldn't have been too bad. Although a bit sad. <laughs> but yeah, got it hooked up, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it's uh, it's from my brother. Thank you, my brother, for lending it to me. And it's uh, it's uh, it's confusing at first getting used to something that's not a PlayStation Two. I skipped the generation. How the hell am I? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just uh, jumped in your time machine, went into the future. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck, what are all these what? options? <laughs> what uh, What games do you got? Well, honestly, right now I'm a little bit obsessed with Broforce. Uh, oh, yeah. I found it. I don't know where else to go. I'm just loving it. You get to shoot little things, blow up the whole stage. Uh, you get to be little banams, half of which I recognize. Um, and I'm, I'm just loving it. I think I'm pretty much ruining my brother's game, though. I don't know if this saves anything or what. Um, I haven't figured that part out, but I, I, if, and I apologize for my brother who does not listen to this podcast, so he'll never feel this heartfelt apology, but, uh, whatever I have completely destroyed from your games, by the time you get the PlayStation back, I'm sorry, but you should have known better. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what, if you want to do him a real solid, you know what you should do? What should I do? You should go ahead and just finish the game for him. I bet you he'd appreciate that. That's a good oh, idea. Oh, yeah, man. That's it. That yeah. is absolutely what every guy would love. <laughs> That's what every man wants. Valentine's Day present ultimate. Yep. 
Well, that's I, a Valentine's I'll, Day I'll, present. She's not Cersei Lannister. She's not. Yeah. <laughs> she's a Valentine's Day present. Hey, you know, I just thought we were sticking with the theme here. <laughs> My best friend, who's her, his wife, might also. <laughs> have no deliverance. No deliverance. <laughs> On Instagram, Ken put up this lovely picture of a zombie, uh, zombie head. Uh, for the episode, going with the zombie theme, and here we've turned it into an incest theme. Uh, how do now? How do I how do I translate that? I, I, now I got to get an undead girl. That I got to kind of play into his sister role. Jesus, we're talking a whole recreation of a, a of a of a cinematic universe here, Jay. Jeez. Well, hey, hey, now that Jon Snow is uh, back from the dead, would him and Danny still be brother and sister? Because technically. You know, that's true. It's like when you leave uh, a zip code. No, no, I can't. yeah, yeah, well, it's it. like you know, all rules are off. No, I think it's it's like he touched home base and now he's he's in the clear. He can do whatever he wants. That's true. Apparently, John so, Snow does know something. <laughs> I uh, pretty quiet week here. I'm just working on the new book. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, the exhibit Alter Ego featuring my character Kagagi is still. Going on, it's going through the summer at the National Library and Archives Canada in Wellington in Ottawa, the nation's capital. Yeah. So check that out. Very, very prestigious honor. It, it really is, man. It's it's uh, it's kind of cool. You know what was cool? I went to Comic-Con over the weekend on the Saturday, and the archives had a booth at Comic-Con, and they had little trading cards, and there was Kagagi on the trading card. I said, I know that guy. And they said, you know a superhero? I'm like, yeah, I do. It's your problem. Freaking jackass! Fuck off! <laughs> yeah, fuck off! <laughs> then I laid a slap on that fool. Uh, yeah, I saw the cards. Actually, might have pocketed more than one uh, at the event. Dude. <gasps> yeah, I know. That's what happens. You you leave me in a place that has things that I want. If I have pockets, they might end up uh, with some 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 plunder in them. Is that stuff we all get? Isn't it? Doesn't it sound better if I call it plunder? It makes me sound oh, like an man. adventure. Yeah, <laughs> you're like a pirate or a Viking or something. Yeah, it's not like I stole some shit. I plundered it. <laughs> stole some uh, superhero cards with your own drawings. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you reminds me of uh, reminds me of Pathfinder with Carl Urban. Well, the first thing I thought of literally when I walked in was like, why do you not have like some kind of gift shop selling prints? Because I could be making cha ching off of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how my brain works. It's the my brain works in this process. I could be making money off of this. To number two, need to plunder those cool trading cards. To number three, where's the free food now? <laughs> that's a logical progression of events. It really, really the, is. I mean, you know, it covers all the survival aspects. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a simple creature at the end of the day. Simple. I like a, you know, a lollipop in my mouth and butter in my ass. <laughs> there you go. Not a complicated man. Not a complicated man. <laughs> Let's talk about something that is complicated, and that, of course, is what the fuck is going on in the world of movies. And one thing that appears to be super complicated, apparently, is having your own interconnected universe of films. Uh, Marvel seems to think it's pretty simple. DC and Warner's, on the other hand, not too smooth. <laughs> 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 in case you missed the news, here's what's going on. Uh, basically, the studio is changing the way it handles its DC Entertainment Center films. And they've basically made current executive VP John Berg and DC Comics and DC Entertainment's 
chief content officer. What a dubious title that is. And it's quite the title. I don't even know what that means. What dubious dubious is, right? That's a fucking dubious (laughs) word. (laughs) There's going to be some real dubiousness about this episode. (laughs) More than just that dubious intro. Um, Jeff Johns. So Jeff Johns and John Berg now running the ship at Time Warner's. Uh, Simply put, this was foretold (laughs) in the books of the Lannisters when the old prophecy said, Forsooth! If Batman v Superman does not maketh a billion dollars, heads will motherfucking rolleth. And here we are. Also, never if trusteth a man whose both surname and um, last name both share consonant. Oh, really? Jeff, Jeff Johns. Jeff, John, I, I, yeah, I don't trust a man with two sharp consonants. What's uh, Jeff in Cincinnati's last name? Je- uh, you know what? We've got to ask Jeff that. That's a good question. Find out Jeff's name is the next contest on the Planet X podcast. We have got Bingo. to get better contests. Find out that, Jeff's guys. last name, man. Jeff, <laughs> hold that shit tight to your chest, bitch. We're coming for you. I'm sorry, Jeff. That- don't sue me. Don't don't <laughs> name me in the lawsuit. <laughs> Jeff, totally look me up on Twitter. I know I can help you out. So, uh, what do you guys think about this? Is it big news? Do you care? It is. It is big news for the simple fact that fucking you know this shifting uh, of power is kind of typical for the company, right? I think so. Uh, I know. Basically, like I said, the idea was if this movie didn't generate a billion dollars. Yep. There was going to be uh, some changes. Ed's will roll is uh, the kind of the general consensus. Yeah, and and uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that this news comes after uh, Captain America: Civil War already basically made about a billion dollars. Crazy. crazy in two weeks. Wow. And I'll be I'll be I'll be flat out honest. Uh, Captain America: Civil War Civil War is not any better written than Batman v Superman. No, no, I think uh, Batman v Superman is, I hate to say it, I think it's a, a better written movie. In every other way, I think the uh, Civil War is better, but in terms of writing, yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, I'm not going to get into that, but. It, yeah, it's not a much... dark chasm to th- seriously to throw yourself into it, and I mean. Well, that they both sucked, right? Talking they, about they... Batman v Superman, yeah. it's yeah. Like, so dark, but at least yeah. thematically, they stick with that darkness. And... Thematically, yeah, character-wise. I mean, that's where they lost out, I think, with their writing. Oh, yeah, yeah, their yeah. characters were. But they, you they can't weren't fleshed say out. that about Civil War. I mean, no. it was yeah. so scattershot that it, it, it was. It felt yeah. it felt phoned in for half of the characters. Two crappy yeah. movies. Thanks yeah. a lot, Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, thank you very fucking much, Major. So we got uh, we got shakeups at the studio. We got reshoots on Suicide Squad. I would think if you're a huge fan of these dc movies now's a scary time for you big time especially considering the next big uh project wonder woman and then aquaman oh dude i don't know it it literally is like end of days time with this whole justice league (laughs) project you know what i mean Mm -hmm. now we're coming off the project that was supposed to be the marquee and, and it was such a spectacular failure compared to what it was supposed to be, that these ancillary projects almost seem like like if you'd have done fucking Thor first, 
Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh-huh. It's, it's not going to work and it's just going to go downhill from there. Mm-hmm. I think the feeling is that DC now they've got their, their kind of linchpin in Batman to build around. Yeah. The problem is just that like, you're going to be stepping away from that entirely with the Wonder Woman movie because it's a period piece. Yep. And with Aquaman, because it's set underwater, I feel like the two worlds are too disconnected mm-hmm. from the, the, uh, the rest of the universe. Never meet. Nope. Uh, let's take a look at worlds that are meeting, or well, maybe in the future. And this is a report that I saw a lot of people posting on Facebook. I saw a few people post it on the Twitter today. And uh, I'm not convinced. That's a report coming out of a site I'd never heard of before called Movie Creed Live. No offense to Movie Creed Live, but they claim that, uh, according to their sources, there will be three new Marvel Netflix series coming to Netflix, Blade, Ghost Rider, and Moon Knight. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? It sounds very dubious. Dubious again. <laughs> the word of the word. The return of dubious. Uh, dubious returns. That's right. <laughs> Son of dubious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't buy it. Like I said, no offense. Uh, I, I think it could be a cool idea, but number one, uh, right off the top of my head, uh, I don't know if they have the rights to Blade. It's possible they Hey, do. look, Jay, I don't know what you're implying, but none of us would ever fall for a false headline. <laughs> prospect, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to tell that story. To... <laughs> you can go ahead and narc on yourself. <laughs> I have no I'm... idea what you're talking about. I'm just, uh, Moon Knight is a very good uh, very good title that uh, I think could do very well on Netflix. Today, your uh, your your producer was hit with a dubious report from one Ken. God Bonnie, damn it! I knew you'd fucking. Who sent me a report, uh, basically to talk about on the show, a report that Moon Knight was coming to Netflix <laughs> April first, and here's the worst part: not even 2016, 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fell for a fucking April Fool's joke from a year ago. Yeah. It all Can it we... happens to us all, dude. It happens. To you, us all. you know what? Foot what should have sold me, Brother Voodoo. Oh God yeah, right. Damn it. What was I thinking? <laughs> Ken Ken Bonnie April super fool this year. Fooled. Um here's here's my the only question that I'd like to to propose to people who thought this news or think this news is real. <laughs> how the fuck how the fuck are they going to do Ghost Rider on that Marvel Netflix budget? Yeah, no kidding, hey. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> he fights every episode on their budget. No. By all gonna... the candles you can. Yeah. <laughs> Fight in the dark. Fight in the dark. Okay. The only way it's gonna work is to do a practical effect. We gotta set some stuntman's head on fire. <laughs> I gotta believe there's people funny. desperate enough to take that job. Uh, yeah, I think there will be. Uh, you might have to shoot it somewhere overseas where laws are a bit more lax on uh, murder. And I'll tell you what, the the, the uh, screaming fireman or stuntman on fire would still phone in a better fucking job than Nick Cage. Oh, Nick. He is an Oscar winner, sir. Don't you dare be. He's a fucking winner, all right. He's an Oscar Oscar Meyer wiener. The last time I checked the scoreboard read Cage 1, Bonnie (laughs) 0. This show sponsored by Oscar Meyer. 
<laughs> this show's sponsored by wieners. Uh, Isn't every uh, of our fucking show sponsored by wieners? <laughs> Here's uh, the one thing that really made me super, super duper dubious about this report. That's one line. Let me just find it. Ah, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, and I quote from Movie Creed Live. Another comic book character, Ghost Rider, was brought to life with the help of actor Nicholas Cage, Ken Bonnie's favorite actor. <laughs> Who portrayed Johnny Blaze's version of the writer? <laughs> the film series had fall apart, had fail apart with the last film titled "Listen to This." The film series had fail apart. It's hard to <laughs> conjugate. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I get it. English is your maybe third or fourth language. It's a tough motherfucker to wrap your head around, but still. Uh, the film series had failed apart with the last film titled Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance after the success of its first exceptionally written and put together oh, film. Jumping, Jesus. <laughs> right there, you're right. That's a false report. I'm sorry. Ken Bonnie. False report? That's a fucking affront to journalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Ken Bonnie, you're off the hook. I have more respect for you for falling for last year's April Fools than the people who are currently falling for this bullshit. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I am. You have no idea how glad I am. Somebody got me off that fucking hook. Ken Bonnie redemption. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else is going on in the world? Here's another one. Uh, DC Comics, after switching maybe two or three years ago to the new peeling logo, which didn't really work in two dimensions, worked great in animation. What the fuck was that about? That are just. You know what? It, the whole thing just fucking reeks of like corporate bullshit. Oh, totally, dude. And now they've went from that logo to yet another new logo, which looks to be using a font, uh, basically culled from like high school varsity athletics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you, they got a letter on their jacket now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So new logo for DC, uh, to go with their new direction and films. Everything is, everything is looking up. <laughs> oh, I don't Everything's know. coming up roses. <laughs> I think you know what I think their logo should be. They should just say "fuck it," just go double down on this shit, and just use comic sans. <laughs> just own it. Own... Yeah, just be like, "Look, guys, we're fucking up. We we know we are. We're not gonna pretend we're not." Here's our comic sans logo. Yeah, enjoy. With Ezra yeah. Miller smoking a big joint. <laughs> a big opium-laced joint. Talking and about and, and a, uh, a, a a word bubble that says, fuck y'all. Well, well, Affleck bangs his nanny in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Affleck and Tom Brady with their varsity jackets. Double-teaming the nanny. Oh, that took a weird turn. Yeah, oh. it, it really did. <laughs> What's that? You see, no, they've been they've been curving that way for a while. I'm just I'm just gonna keep playing my little game here. You guys have a good time. Uh, that's the only time I've ever heard of like a billion dollar franchise almost getting tanked because the star and media darling of the movie couldn't keep his his wiener out of his nanny. <laughs> Fuck, that sounds like the Affleck of old. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, the reinvented, more mature Argo Affleck. That sounds like fucking uh, Apocalypse. What was that movie called with Bruce Willis and a fucking asteroid? Oh, Armageddon. Yeah, that sounds like Armageddon era yeah. Affleck. 
The man whore. The man whore returns. <laughs> the gazelle opens up on the wide plains. <laughs> I do have one thing I'd like to ask your opinion on. This one came across my desk a couple of days ago. has to do with uh, the new Ghostbusters film. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to take a bit of a serious turn maybe for a second. Oh. That's uh, You guys ever hear of the angry video game nerd? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I have. He's like Internet 1.0, right? Like he's been on the Internet seemingly forever. Ever, yeah. He's a YouTuber who, review, who's, who began by reviewing old school uh, video games. Yep. And uh, basically now he's kind of shifted into doing uh, film reviews as well. Okay. And he goes by the name Cinemassacre. And earlier this week he started, uh, he stuck his dick in a hornet's nest. Ooh. Started up a shitstorm and uh, said in regards to Ghostbusters 2016, put up a video entitled Ghostbusters 2016, no review, I refuse, in which he basically comes out and says that he does not intend to review the film because it's not the movie that anyone wants. It has no ties to the existing uh, Ghostbusters franchise. He says one thing in here I thought was really interesting, though I hadn't heard this before. Apparently... The original Ghostbusters will have cameo roles in the new Ghostbusters, but not as their Ghostbusters characters. No, that's fucked up. That's weird. <laughs> Why would you do that? Mm. Like, you know that as a viewer, that that moment is instantly going to pull you out of the film. Yeah, it will. It really will. It's not even, a, oh, that's so cool. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're just going to be like, well, why isn't he Peter Venkman? I mean... No, exactly. It's yeah. the it's the equivalent of the the Stan Lee cameo. My opinion on it is, and you guys know I'm I'm the biggest Sony fanboy that's ever lived, except when it comes to movies. Sony can't really get movies right, oh, and I, true, I man. It, it's what it is, and I, and I feel like this is part of it. But here's where the controversy came in: it's that uh, a lot of people online subscribe to this theory that. You know, uh, you shouldn't judge a movie until you've seen it. And that became the nature of the debate. So on one hand, you have people saying, what he's basically saying is, look, we've seen this happen before. Here's what's going to happen. The movie looks like it sucks. Everyone thinks it looks like it sucks. People are going to go see it and then go home, jump on Twitter and go, yo, this movie sucks so hard. And he's like, fuck it. I'm not taking part in that. If I think it sucks, I'm not going to see it. That's fair. I think they're... Yeah, that's that was my takeaway from it too. But a lot of people don't see it that way and a lot of people are upset saying um you shouldn't judge the, the movie till you've seen that's it. That's bullshit. Everybody judges movies before they see them. That's what Twitter and Facebook were invented for. Well my friends all say it sucks, so I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go. I'm not gonna support the franchise, whatever. Like he's just doing well, it so- based on the trailer and you know, he's entitled. Yeah, that's that's kinda how I looked at it too. Well, see the thing is trailers are like carnival barkers <laughs> if you don't have a good carnival barker out front you know crying the show telling you what to expect what naked ladies are doing you know behind the curtain then the show's not really worth watching because if you've got a good show you've obviously got if you've got a good movie you've obviously got the ability to make a decent trailer if they put out a, a shitty trailer and you don't feel 
uh, connected to that trailer for any reason at all, not just some preconceived notion on what the movie should be, but on the trailer itself. If you don't feel a connection to a trailer, you'll have no emotional response to the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Your trailer, well your trailer is the the appetizer for the movie. If you don't relate to the appetizer, if the appetizer isn't good for you, you're going to get your meal and be like, yeah, that's what I expected. Well, if I could go on a bit of a rant here, uh, I, here's the thing. I think those people who are, who are upset at this need to realize, um, saying I want, I don't want to see this movie because I don't like the trailer is literally as valid as saying, Oh, I like that trailer. I want to see the movie. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's the same fucking thing in the inverse. And you can't fault a guy for saying, yo, this looked like shit. I don't want to give them my money. Number two, if you're one of those people, motherfucker, have you seen every movie ever made? Have you read every book in existence? Are you the fucking Alexandria Library of our time? <laughs> no, no, because some things look good to you and some things don't. Have you tried every sexual position, every weird fucking fetish thing in the world? Are you like getting jerked off with two feet? Fuck that. Are you like, gotta try it. I haven't judged it till I've done it. Go ahead. Shove a fucking cheese grater in my ass. Who knows? I might love it. No, that's what we do as people. We kind of suss out what sounds good and what does. Yeah. You can't, can't get mad and, at somebody. And why is the hill you'd go and die on because somebody said he's not going to go see Ghostbusters? Like, why Why is that the hill you choose to die on? I don't understand why that would be such well, a big thing. What's really chapping my ass is what I'm seeing a lot of is this idea that if you're not going to go see her, it doesn't look good to you. You're some misogynistic man-child who needs to grow up because you have a problem with the fact that there are women. No, it's not about whether or not they're women. And my fucking beef with it is, I feel like that's why they they went with an all female. Oh, absolutely, cast. it's part of the fucking machine, man. Yeah, because it has. For my part, I can't speak for every man, obviously. For my part, it has fuck all to do with the idea of who they cast. They could have cast like Andy Samberg and Jason Sudeikis and whoever, and I'd be like, fuck this movie. It doesn't look good. It's not funny. It, and the idea that they're basically doing it in a way where it's not even really a reboot. Yeah, that's you know it, that's the thing. Like if he said I'm not going to see it because it's not women, that's one thing. But I don't think uh-huh. the movie looks interesting. And I I love things with female characters, but it looks like they've reshot some scenes. They, you know, the Ghostbusters, in my opinion, did not age that well as a movie to start with. I'm certainly not going to pay 15 bucks to see it in 3D and probably slimer mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. be there or whatever like there's nothing that draws mm-hmm. me to it either and some because i don't i think it's cool that they went with an all-female cast i think they didn't do it any favor by not having a good script to back it up but i think if you're really in the corner of uh female actors and, and female roles as leads i think you're better off or to me it makes more sense anyway to feel more like let them do their own thing. Yeah. Don't give them this legacy that's beloved to try to live up to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's a bummer to I me. I know, and everybody keeps getting excited over the genre bending stuff, uh, the gender bending stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but we'd be doing more favors if we created strong characters in one gender that stood up. Mm-hmm. In my mind, we don't need to just rehash, like you said, beloved things or yeah. things that exist because that's how we're going to get people to follow the female characters. Bullshit! They're going to be mad. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is this guy's deal. Uh, I think he has valid concerns. The trailers look crappy. 
Um, mm -hmm. So I, I get what he what he's saying on. But yeah, no, it's too bad. It's too bad they're not viewing it differently. No, that's that's what it is. So that's uh, that's that on the Ghostbusters and uh, no review. Ken Bonnie, are you going to review this movie? Uh, I will, actually. Please uh, do. I absolutely will. You're going to take the, the choose greater of the ass or the team? Yes. <laughs> I will uh, fight against all my better judgment to avoid this uh, aforementioned hornet's nest. And, and I will take one for the team. Well, how's about you give people a little bit of a teaser for uh, what they can expect by hitting us with your review this week? Oh, okay. Well, uh, hey, the segue king. That, that was good. It, that was a perfect segue for me. I tried for my uh, for my pick of the week. I thought it helped resurrect a recent zombie flick that uh, flew woefully under the radar when it was released. Uh, Making only sixteen million at the worldwide box office on a twenty-eight million dollar budget, this classifies as a big screen failure. I'm talking about Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. That's right. <laughs> ah, that's right. Okay. Uh, based on the uh, 2009 novel by Seth Graham Smith, which itself is a loose parody of Jane Austen's classic Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies tells the story of a family led by Charles Dance and his team of zombie-dispatching daughter warriors trying to hack and slash their way through life, love, betrothal, and hordes of plague-spawned undead that have ravaged the 19th century. Oh, and Lena Headey is in it as well, too. With Really? Yeah, you know, she's, she's there to kind of fill some kind of Game of Thrones contract she must have had with Lord Tywin. Uh, anywho... When you think about it, uh, a lot of amazing cult classics started out as flops. John Carpenter's The Thing, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, and even Dread 3D. Unfortunately, this isn't any of those. What it is, though, is a it's a bloody fun ride, more bloody than you'd think for a PG-13 rated movie, that plays more like a stylized video game than a movie. Uh, there's plenty of interesting undead action with a milk toast love angle, but what can you expect when Jane Austen is your substructure? All in all, it's a totally worthy Friday night rental when it hits video on demand and Blu-ray on May 31st. I'll probably grab the disc myself just because it'll pad my zombie collection and add a touch of full class just the way I like it. <laughs> you like your class like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park that's, is phony as shit. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's good class. That's good class. Fuck all that real class, man. <laughs> you just gotta fake it till you make it. All those airs and shit. Nah, I don't need that. <laughs> uh yeah, I didn't know Lena Hetty was in that movie. Oh yeah, with a patch on her eye too. She's like the uh the governor in Jolly Old England. Oh wow. Huh. Except for she's not like the governor, except for the eye patch thing. Yeah, close enough, <laughs> though, right? Didn't she? Uh, didn't she play a villain in Dread with like eye scarring? She absolutely did, man. That's like you know, Mama. Mama, yeah, Mama Magical. Isn't so? I guess she's been building to this her entire career. That's right. Say. That's the pinnacle. <laughs> I did get something today that I wanted to get your opinion on. Sorry, not connected to zombies, but just, uh, well, maybe in a way. 
Uh, that's that actor. Ron Perlman has come out and said he wants to play Cable in Deadpool 2. What do you think of that casting? I actually could get behind that casting, man. I think Ron Perlman brought fucking Hellboy to life. Uh, I think he could, you know, with the right CGI, obviously, because you'd have to fucking, with Nathaniel Summers, you got to do the whole cyborg thing for half of his body. But that jawline, that voice, those acting chops for an action role like this, I think he could be fucking awesome stunt casting for the next Deadpool. Okay. Marie? Um, I would... Hellboy as Cable? <laughs> I would watch oh. that. He's got the physique for it. I mean, Cable's always been so cably. <laughs> <laughs> I am not playing my video games while we are recording. <laughs> I, you promise? I, I promise. I promise. Okay. I am I'm I believe very you. concentrated. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like Fire! <laughs> Shut up, man. I'm trying to get out. Ah, these levels are tough. But anyways, um no, I am totally uh I think it I think it would be fun. I'd I'd like it and I'd like to see him take the role and kind of run with it too, because he could really do justice to cable, I think. I'd be in. I'm gonna go ahead and be the fucking contrary voice, the dickhead who disagrees. I'm gonna say no, Ron Perlman, sit down. You had your <laughs> Yeah, your time in the superhero side. Gone. He's our number one I... fan. Apologize immediately. <laughs> You're great in Quest of Fire, but those days are gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we got to go with more of a traditional action movie guy because, you know, if this does well, they're going to be looking to do cable spinoff movies. And Ron Perlman's like 88 years old. Really? You don't think, you don't think Cable's going to be the Colossus of the second Deadpool movie? No, because I think they're going to play them as kind of like a buddy movie. Oh, like I mean, he's if gonna they're be smart, the... they've got to yeah, break yeah, back yeah. and forth. That's the fucking awesome thing about uh, Cable and Deadpool. They're like the the penultimate uh, straight man, funny man, right? Yeah, and that's why I think Deadpool actually uh, mentions him in the the movie. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. you know what? I just realized you were talking about Cable and Deadpool. For some reason, I thought Cable and Daredevil. And I'm like, why is Cable and Daredevil? <laughs> <laughs> and thing. And go ahead, guys. You guys are rocking. Totally this. not playing video games. Yeah, that'll here. happen when you phone it in. <laughs> no, you guys are rocking this iPod. I only have this thing for two days, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, on the topic of Deadpool, before we get on out of here, uh, if I could give a shout out real quick, saw my boy uh, Apollyon from Kagagi. Dan Zachary is in Deadpool, and I saw him. I didn't notice him. Oh, in the no theater. way. Where? Really? Uh, in the scene with all the mercenaries. He's one of the mercs in the bar. That's cool. Oh, in the bar? No shit. Yep. So if you go back, check it out. Uh, basically, Dan was, like I said, Apollyon, one of the villains in Kagagi. He's got a movie that just came out called American Conjuring. Uh, or I think it's called Bind in the U.S. Yeah, we're gonna try and talk to Dan at some point about that. He co-directed it with another guy named Dan Walton. Yeah, Dan but cool. Walton is the uh, the guy that I knew actually. Do okay. we got our, our our Dan's crossed on yeah. that fucking project? <laughs> don't cross the streams. And don't cross <laughs> the Dan's. That's all you got crossed, my friend. Don't cross your Dan's, man. <laughs> So uh, very cool to see Dan and Deadpool. Way to go, buddy! That's awesome. Yeah, we gonna, uh, was... Are we gonna do something with Dan? We gonna we gonna talk a little bind? We gonna do a special Planet X? Uh, we're trying to work out the schedule if Ooh, we can. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, man. Hey, we're all about fucking indie projects on this show, man. And Dan has been in literally like so many Hollywood blockbusters. I can't even. He's name. a he big looking fucking dude. 
Yeah, he's a big guy, man. So maybe Dan would make a good cable. There you yeah, go. there you go. Cable. Uh, I got a thing with Van City Reynolds. Oh yeah, right. he hasn't got back to me yet, but I got a, I got a thing with him. Let him know, man. DM <laughs> Slide in his DMs, Ken Bonnie. I'm gonna slip it into him. <laughs> I it might have hurt my chances that I actually uh, fucked around and uh, mixed him up with Paul Walker. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. Better he'd be dead. I think it's like, in, uh, it's like in Time Cop. If Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds touch each other, universe imports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but speaking of which, uh, the Nice Guys opens this weekend. It's uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. And Lethal Weapon creator Shane Black's return to farm. Body movies are back. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Supposed to be a good movie. I'm going to go see it on Saturday. Are you really? Awesome. Yeah. Thought... I'm actually really looking forward to I it. The Red Man. Was fucking sarcasm, dude. No, man. <laughs> I'm a huge Shane Black groupie. Oh, dude. Awesome. I love Shane Black. No, I hear you, bro. I can't wait. Uh, if you haven't yet, check out the Red Band trailer. Let me know. Um, in other Shane Black news, though, that's that someone buried Lethal Weapon at Pet Cemetery and dug it up. And... <laughs> <laughs> well done, back. sir. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I try. And uh, it came back a little different. So let's talk about that. Let's talk real quick about uh, what's been going on in entertainment is the networks are having what they call their upfronts. That's where they put a bunch of journalists in a room and suck them off by showing them... <laughs> Uh, movie, uh, TV show trailers and giving them free food and whatnot, letting them ogle network stars. So basically, this week, all the new trailers well, not all, but most for the major networks uh, came out. So we still haven't seen some stuff from the cable uh, outlets, but I mean, most of them we've already seen. Like, I saw a trailer for uh, Outcast by Cinemax, uh, which is uh, based on a book by Robert Kirkman from The Walking Dead. Yep. Uh, of course, there's Preacher, which I think starts like next week or something, yeah. right? Oh, wow. It's getting close. It's really, really close. A lot like of a buzz. Week. A lot of buzz. Uh, apparently, they did put the first four minutes of episode one online. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Yeah, I, I haven't even. I, I don't even really want to get too much into the trailers, man. I want to go into this one cold because I, I I dug what I've read of the preacher comic but I'm not one of the hardcore fans like you are have you have you read the whole thing no no I haven't gotten to the end of it so I, I don't know you know the complete ins and outs I know the basic premise of the story well I'm one of those people who probably like the difference between the Walking Dead comic and the Walking Dead show for me, is that I feel like a lot of the Walking Dead comic is about Rick and Carl and what it's like to raise a kid in that world. Oh, yeah. And that's something that the TV show completely doesn't get into, really. So I hope with the Preacher show that they've kept the heart of it, which is it really is a show about, it's about friendship. Uh, the comic, it's about friendship and it's about America. Yeah. And if anything, I hope that's what they keep in the show. Very scared. Very, could we say, dubious. Yeah, oh. dubious, yes. I am fucking dubious. 
But uh, let's talk about trailers that came out this week. Uh, here's what we got. Uh, I saw as many of these as I could because I give for this fucking show. I sacrifice. <laughs> you hero you. I do. Fuck, I strapped on my cape, bent over, lubed up. And... <laughs> How do you uh, watch your trailers, man? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, trust me. You saw Fox's trailers, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I watched a trailer for 24 Legacy, which just basically looks like more 24. Yeah. Surprised that show's still I, going, gods. Yeah, they just basically reinvented it, restarted it. Uh, they've also got a trailer for the new Prison Break, which is just bonkers because I don't know if you guys watched the original series. Basically, the original series ends with the main character, Michael Schofield, dying of brain cancer. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, no. Sorry, he was dying of brain cancer, and then on top of that, he got electrocuted. So he, like, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't find that funny. He kind of super died at the end of the series. <laughs> he was so dead. He was super dead. Uh, apparently brought back for this uh, show that's skipping ahead many years in time. Now his uh, his ex, well, the girl he abandoned has like a, what looks like a 10-year-old kid, maybe. So just a deadbeat dad. <laughs> to show about a dad Neat. who's real good at breaking out of prisons. So that's back. And then uh, the one that probably... There's there's two here. I think one's going to really hurt my feelings. Aww. And the other one's really going to hurt Ken Vonnie's feelings. Oh, no. So, so let's talk about uh, Fox's new entries into the TV world. Number one, for me, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Aww. Poor sweetie. <laughs> If I could uh, borrow from your uh, pet cemetery analogy, uh, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Here's the thing. Uh, I actually didn't, in a way, I didn't think this looked that bad. Like, if you called it, like, buddy cops, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> But it doesn't look like Lethal Weapon because... It seems, again, they've kind of missed the point, which is that Riggs, and without going on a huge rant about this, because I obviously could for days, uh, Riggs and Murtaugh need each other. Riggs needs uh, to reconnect with humanity. He needs to find love. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> and Murtaugh, I mean, if you think about it, at Lethal Weapon 2, uh, the original script has Riggs literally dying in Murtaugh's arms with his dying words being, I love you. Really? Yeah. If you think about the end of the movie, he they have him survive, but yeah, that's how it ends. It ends with him basically bleeding in Roger's arms and he goes, I love you. And, and Murtaugh goes, I love you too, man. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, that's that's, that's the whole point of this. It's about two men who find themselves in a beautiful friendship. Oh. And a beautiful platonic friendship. No wonder and you looped maybe, up. That's a, nice. A, uh, a, a burgery, a burgy, if it, yes. uh, as it were. Lethal Weapon is the flagship film of the Burgi. I'm sorry. But here's the thing. If I could put all the jokes aside, Murtaugh needs to find something, too, and he needs to find his passion for what made him a cop in the first place. He's basically heading towards retirement. He feels obsolete. He's just a family man. And through Riggs, he refines his his passion for, for his job, the, the danger, the violence, and, and the only way he can, which is killing thousands of bad guys like Martin Riggs, by casting Damon Wayans and the kind of hot actress who plays Damon Wayans' wife, they changed the dynamic, I think, too much. 
that's the shame of the show for me, but we'll see. Also, uh, Colleen Crawford, who plays Martin Riggs, kind of doing a Mel Gibson impersonation, which is uh, a dubious choice. Off, at off putting. Yeah, dubious yeah. at best. You know, the vibe I got watching that was Brandon Routh and Superman Returns. Yes, channeling. Yeah. That's not where it's channeling. It's like, I don't know if that's his choice or the director's choice or, you know, producers, but whoever basically said, instead of making the character your own, just do like a Saturday Night Live impersonation of Mel Gibson. (laughs) Now, here's the one I think that'll hurt Ken Bonnie's feelings. Have you seen the trailer for The Exorcist, a series very loosely based on the book and film? Fucking oi, yeah, and I fucked myself with a crucifix like two seconds after (laughs) In the mind, <laughs> the brain. Yeah, it, was a, it was a mental crucifix, of course. Right in the ear hole. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's as bad as Dominion. It, it it's as bad as fucking Heretic. Yeah, it's not a good look, man. No, it's it's horrible, and there's there's no point in it. Is the, no. the worst part for me. I agree. Uh, they did another show based on a movie, though, and this one I'm actually going to check out. I'm not saying it looks like it's amazing or anything, but that's Shooter with Ryan Phillippe stepping into the Mark Wahlberg role in the film. It's actually not a bad movie. Uh, basically, here's your rundown. A sniper is hired, a retired sniper is hired by, I guess, Secret Service to try to figure out where an assassin would set up to try to assassinate the President of the United States. He does that, and then they frame him for the job. It's kind of like the fugitive, yeah. only with a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. Is it just is it is it just me, or is it surprising to see Ryan Phillippe on TV? Yeah, it's really surprising. I got used to seeing him in more low budget kind of indie mm-hmm. stuff. If you've never seen it, if I could recommend a, uh, this is gonna make me sound like the biggest fucking bromance hard on heaven motherfucker of all time. But check out Ryan Phillippe and Benicio Del Toro in this supremely underrated Way of the Gun. Dude, it's one of my favorite fucking movies. That's a great movie. I love Way of the Gun. James Bond. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, a little known part uh, that uh, Herschel played from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. And if you if you blink, you'll miss him. But uh, you see Dan Zachary serving beers in a bar. Oh no, that's shit. awesome. No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, Aw, so. dude. <laughs> if it doesn't cost three hundred million, Dan's not in it. Uh, here's another one. It's a here's great. It's one. a great fucking anti-hero movie. It is, and uh, if I could just be like the nerdy guy in the room for just a minute. Oh yeah. Best uh, best tactical combat in a movie ever oh yeah man that the, the chase uh-huh. from the uh, fertility clinic just the shootouts the way guys move the way they handle their guns at one point uh i think it's benicio is firing a rifle with one arm his, his clip his magazine uh, gets emptied and with his left hand he real quick checks his pockets to see if he has another mag he doesn't drops the gun moves to his side piece and i was like Fuck yeah, way of the gun. Oh, at the the end fight at the uh, yeah. when they're uh-huh. when they're uh, getting the the money and shit. Yeah, uh-huh. man, that's a that is a fantastic scene. Awesome Great shootout. shootout, yeah, yeah. And their uh, their technical advisor and just keep on that shit. Uh, here's another one: uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> 
Oh, I got another one called APB. This one's interesting. Uh, again, on Fox, basically a show about a billionaire industrialist who buys out a police precinct and shows the world how cool uh, drones and spying on people can be. Kind of a weird one. <laughs> kind of the most Fox show ever, though. I think. Yeah, it's pretty awesome like that. If it gets canceled, they can put it on Fox News. It'll fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will even notice. <laughs> no. There's another one called Making History that's a time travel show. Here's the thing. Every network has a time travel show this year. Wow. There's Making History, which is basically a comedy about two guys going back in time to, like, colonial New England, uh, which looks like it should be, like, a buddy cop movie with – or, sorry, not a buddy cop, but a buddy movie with uh, maybe Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell or some shit. As a TV series, I don't know how well it can work. And then we come to the big one. Oh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and predict the show lasts about six episodes. But if there's one that I can say I'm curious to watch, it's called Son of Zorn. Oh, God, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you the pitch because I would like to have been a fly in the room when the show was pitched. Here's the idea. It's an office kind of comedy, situational comedy, about a guy trying to reconnect with his family who he apparently had some falling out with <laughs> and uh, adjusting to a new life as kind of an office drone in a cubicle. The catch is that it's basically He-Man, only it's He-Man kind of mixed with Conan, maybe a yeah. more violent, yep. yeah, more violent, uh, rugged He-Man. But when I say He-Man, he looks like a redheaded He-Man. He does. He, <laughs> he really looks exactly does. like. And here's the thing: it's a live-action show. Only Zorn is like 2D animation. <laughs> and they just go on like it's not even weird or different. Oh. Like it's so fun. It's not even a thing. So it's super experimental. That's really really weird is the, the way I'd put it. Really weird. I was trying to go uh, politically correct, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to go ahead yeah. and call, uh, call a spade a spade. It's a weird one. Uh, hey, Brad, Another I, weird I'm, a, I'm in for this one like I was in for fucking Greg the Bunny. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, what's going to be interesting is when they get into, like, uh, the expanded cast. Like, are we going to see a Skeletor at some point? Oh, man, yeah. Office rival Skeletor. Uh-huh. Like, there's a lot they can oh, do. Man. Are they going to be action figures? Oh. Yes. I'm just saying. Great, now we're talking. So I'm really curious to see what happens. Like I said, is this, like, I think this is a better fit on, like, Adult Swim or FX or something like that. No, it's going on like primetime network TV, so we'll see. <laughs> I'm curious to see how we'll do. It's different. It's really quirky. It's a chance, but I think it'll be a fun ride. Well, that's that's the interesting thing with Fox, I think, is that they take the most chances of the major networks as far as like kind of thinking outside of the box out there properties. Oh, it's true. The problem is then they don't really get behind them and the shows get canceled right away. So we're talking like uh, Serenity, Firefly. Uh, what was the other one? Almost Human with Carl Urban. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, I think, had two or three seasons, but still. Still, don't argue with me. It's it's me saying it so it must be true. That's right. um, <laughs> I'll go with that. Yeah, it's, that's kind of I... how I get through life. <laughs> uh, here's one that I thought could be interesting, and there's another kind of weird one, man. Uh, it's called The Good Place. It stars Kristen Bell. As someone who dies and goes to heaven, uh, but has been a total shit heel in life, and there's been a mix-up, and someone with the same name as her died, and she got her place in heaven. 
I don't know if that means the other one's in health. Oh, like man. It. There's a fucking twist. Oh. <laughs> but uh, actually looks kind of funny. Kirsten Bell, Ted Danson. I say again, isn't Kirsten Bell somebody who does movies? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, that's kind of weird. Kind of weird one. Uh, let's talk more time travel shows. This one, I think, is on NBC. Don't kill me. I don't remember. Uh, it's called Time After Time, another time travel show. This one's about two guys from old, jolly old England, again, who come to the present day. Here's the twist. Uh, the two guys who come, uh, one of them is H.G. Wells after he builds the time machine. Aha, uh-huh, funny. He comes to our time because it turns out, he finds out, get this, guys, his best friend is Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper comes to our time and H.G. Wells follows him to catch him. That's awesome. <laughs> How do you even sell this shit? I have, like I said, I would love to be in these pitch meetings. <laughs> I would love it. Like, did he just. Like, isn't H.G. Wells a writer? Yeah, but he fucking tinkers around in his spare time and invents a machine that we couldn't even invent today. <laughs> okay, sold. Yeah, you, you got this, guys. And you know what, Jack the Ripper? He's big, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine the damage he could do in our time. Where forensics are way more advanced and we have drones and fucking all this bullshit. Exactly. Like, he'd probably get caught in like three weeks. Probably. Two <laughs> seconds, cause he would have no idea. Poor guy. No. Uh, other than that, you guys see anything that you want to talk about? or No? no. I got another one for you then. Let's talk about a show called Downward Dog. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't remember the actress's name. I'm sorry. It's it's late. I'm tired. But uh, if anyone saw the excellent first season of Fargo, uh, the actress who took over the role, Frances McDormand, played in a film. Uh, she's got her own show now on NBC. Well, it's kind of her show. She shares the lead billing with a talking dog in a show called Downward Dog that's about the love a dog feels for its owner. Looks Ew. super serious. It's not even like a comedy. Oh, really? Does it involve this, um, food, though? Because it sounds like it should. I I would hope. No, it literally is like, you have to watch this fucking trailer. I'm serious. It's like, the dog is acting out because uh, the owner has a boyfriend, so he's starting to fuck up her work. It's super serious. It's like, you know, he, he the dog is looking into the camera, breaking the fourth wall, talking, going like, I literally can't quit her. I love her more than anything in the world. Oh, that's making me uncomfortable what <laughs> I'm talking about. Ew, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, uh, again, would love to be a fly in the wall. Does the, the dog, picture. like, look at her sleep and stuff like that, is it? Well, he, I, I noticed one thing from the trailer. She doesn't let him in the room. When she's banging her boyfriend. So there's that. Well, that's nice. Yeah, there's that one fucking saving grace. Yeah. <laughs> there's that one thing. Yeah. I'll take it, though. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, yeah, give it to her. Oh, ah! 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 <laughs> well, essentially, it's it would be the dog being cuckolded, right? Oh, that's exactly oh, it, oh, man. Oh. He's just sitting there in a chair. Crying while he messed Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crying while he licks his own dick we have got uh, a list of things we shouldn't say on the show we've just got to review it guys <laughs> <laughs> this has been the dirtiest show ever <laughs> well it's our so 50th <laughs> yeah that's true let's clean it up by talking about another show that came back from the dead another pet cemetery castaway 
MacGyver. MacGyver, as they say in the trailer, Mac is back. Oh, God. How long have they been holding that one in? This one is not long for this world, I feel. Uh, basically, a Jesse Eisenberg lookalike playing MacGyver's son, who was recruited by the government to be a secret agent. <laughs> Look, man, unless this kid's got a killer mullet, it, it, this show is going to go the way of the uh, Knight Rider revival. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah. Too. Right? Mm-hmm. I think they would have been better off just doing more MacGruber. Oh, yeah, yeah, parody it. Yeah. Uh, there's that. The other show uh, on CBS that I think is a, a real interesting idea. A TV show based on the movie Training Day with Bill Paxton taking over the role from Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. I don't know about that. That is No, weird. it does not look good. How do you make a show uh, basically centered around one day, like one work day? I know 24. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 24 fans will be like, oh, it's very possible, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You don't count 24 fans. I'm sorry. That's a long-ass day. Yeah. It's a long fucking day. Uh, Binge-watching it, I think, would make her a long fucking day. One other show I thought was worth mentioning, though, is called Pure Genius. Stop me if you've heard this before. It's about a billionaire tech industrialist who takes over uh, public service. That's the new big thing, too. Privatization of facilities. Uh, this time, not a police precinct, though, but a hospital basically just chucking billions of dollars using Iron Man technology to fight illnesses and whatnot. <laughs> and as dumb as it sounds, the trailer actually doesn't look that bad. Really? Is it called Iron House? It's called Iron Dr. Iron. No! Iron, Iron Doctor. It is not. No, it's called Pure Genius. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, How... no fucking way. I forgot what you had already said that? the name, you I'll tell you what, I wasn't on board with this trailer at all until about three quarters of the way through the 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 Tony Stark Zuckerberg character insists that they take on a super a patient with a super rare disease and they reveal at the end that he has the disease and he's gonna degenerate into this basically this patient. And you get the shot at the end of him meeting the patient when they bring him in and just basically seeing what his future is gonna be like. So it's not like he's just doing this out of the goodness of his own heart. He's trying to basically save himself and gets a glimpse of like what the future holds for him. And it's a really well-acted little scene. And I was like, "Eh, I'll check it out. Not saying it'll be great, but well-acted scene. That's it for me. Uh, Other than that, we got, of course, Frequency, which is based on an underrated film starring Jim Caviezel. not time travel, but kind of close. Basically communicates with her father in the past via our radio. So she can, like, uh, basically tell him about a case that's that's going on. That was a good movie, actually. I thought it was really good, yeah. man. Who uh, who played the father? Uh, was it not, not Kurt Russell? Uh, it was the Kurt Russell type. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. the fuck? Oh, God damn it. I can't think <laughs> okay, of it I'll that. Kurt Russell uh, type guy. But it was an underrated movie. I actually liked it a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't expect to, but it was uh, pretty good. So who do we got? It was Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid. I was just looking it up myself. I almost fucking asked Siri. Dennis <laughs> yeah, Dennis Quaid, man. That's right. That's right. So for uh, for the CW's part, they got a show called No Tomorrow. 
uh, which I haven't seen yet, the trailer for it. Uh, they got Frequency. Supergirl is shifting over there from CBS, Yay. as we talked about. It'll be better handled over there, man. Oh, it's it's a better home. Uh, the budget's going to drop, but uh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, they can make Castle shit work on the CW, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And the other thing that's coming to the CW, again, I haven't seen a trailer for it, is Riverdale, based on Archie Comics. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're Zero waiting for that. interest in that, man. Zero interest. I love Archie Comics. I'm not sure it's ever worked as a TV series, especially not what they're planning with Riverdale. I don't see it working, oh, yeah. but I'll try it anyways. Because, because if they're, I mean, their basic uh, casting call for Archie was that he's like a jacked football player. Yeah, fuck so. all that, man. See, that's yeah. <laughs> good luck. Oh, real quick, do either you guys have any ideas for something? That like a a, a film because that seems to be the big thing in Hollywood, films turned into TV series. Do you guys have a pitch for a movie you could do as a TV show? I, I do. If you you don't mind me jumping in here first, Marie. Yeah, no, go to it. Well, sure. I know it's going to come as a big surprise. I'm going to stick with my own theme here and uh, bring up <laughs> something that I've I've actually mentioned in other projects before. But this, in all seriousness. I put a producer hat on and thought, give me something that it, it would be hot right now. And I thought, George Romero's original Night of the Living Dead as a series with Idris Elba in the main in, 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 as the main character. Hmm. You don't have to give him that particular role, but you you know the the, the Dwayne role. Uh, ben, you uh, you could give him another character, but it, it would be a strong black character that isn't confined to the archetypes of an urban environment. He starts off in the country. You know what I mean? He, he you can show more uh, more of his uh, personal character in situations of trying to fight to get out of this. Urban you know what? Environment. I actually like that idea. In two ways. Number one, mm-hmm. as opposed to The Walking Dead, which is about the ensemble cast, you focus on one character. Yep. That would be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. What's set it apart. Number two, if you play up the social commentary of the movie to fit today. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. That's something The Walking Dead isn't doing at all. Like, make it metaphor, make it subtext, and I'm fucking in. That's actually a really cool idea. It took me a minute to kind of wrap my head around how it would differentiate itself from The Walking Dead. Yep. But it's actually a really cool idea if you approach it a certain way, Thank I think. Thank you. Thank you, man. And I I put, I put, know I talk uh, zombie incorporation into everything, even with my fucking beer. Uh, but <laughs> I, I uh, this one I, I put some thought into, and I thought a show that I really want to watch is, is the outset, or the onset of the zombie apocalypse, the outbreak itself, but in, in, in an environment that we're, we're not expecting to see, how a, a small cadre of, of survivors handles this with one central character instead of yeah. focusing here and there and everywhere. Nice. I think the whole thing is trying to find a fresh angle for the zombie apocalypse and not make it something we've seen a yep. million times. Yeah. yeah, and don't parody it like, uh, like uh, Z Nation does. There you go. 
Marie, do you have a, a show for us? Well, I feel kind of cheap. I'm going to change it a little bit because originally I was going to say I'd love to see a World War Z uh, TV show, but instead. Yeah, instead of following what they did with that weird movie that had nothing to do with the book, is take those individual portions of the books and the stories in there and, and make it mm-hmm. episodic and then thread through it the, the person who's contacting each of them individually and at the end reveal who that, you know, have an episode with that person or something like, you know, a one season cool. type of thing. I think that would make a really strong, interesting kind of episodic show. Um, I totally, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, I agree. but I feel kind of cheap that it's a zombie. So I'm going to change my idea instead. And what I'm going to have now is I want to have Godzilla. And this isn't going to be your typical Godzilla. This is going to be Godzilla and friends. And Godzilla owns a cafe and his friends like Mothra and Mechagodzilla, they come and (laughs) they they discuss philosophical issues and as well as politics going on around the world. And each episode ends with them fighting it out until the whole city explodes. Nice. Okay, I'm in on that. (laughs) So that's going to be my new concept. I don't want to be two zombies, right? I mean, Arthouse Gojira. There you go. See, it'd be beautiful, right? You'd watch that. They get in an argument and bam, city blows up. And, oh, yeah, and, I'm totally, totally. And it becomes global because then you go from city to city with a new little cafe that Godzilla opens up with his little apron on and his little chef hat. And he makes little cookies <laughs> with his little hands. And it would be a bestseller. It would, it really would. Oh, it would be a hit. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It, you put it on right after Son of Zorn, I think. <laughs> it's a good, you know, Zorn could visit maybe Godzilla in the cafe at some point. Oh, Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Interconnected universe. Uh, for me, I got two real quick. Basically, the first one would be based on an underrated movie called Frailty about, uh, how would I explain it? A vigilante who believes that he is the hand of God and must serve vengeance on evildoers. Yep. And we're going to go ahead and swap out, because we can't afford Matthew McConaughey now. He's back to doing big movies. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to put in uh, the poor man's Matthew McConaughey, Josh Lucas, in that role. <laughs> Anyone who saw Frailty, I think, would be excited, and you could see how that could work oh, as a totally. TV show. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> Thank you. But, uh, you know, this is uh, this is Hollywood, and we got to do big-name projects. So, gun to the head, something that I think could feasibly work. We're going to go ahead. We're going to do Escape from New York, the TV series. Oh, neat. Dun-dun-dun. The continuing adventures of Snake Plissken. We're going to pretend Escape from LA never happened like I do in real life. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna stick to that the hardest thing is trying to cast an iconic character like snake Plissken. yeah this is sweet sweet blasphemy it is it really is and like i said trust me this is not something i take lightly but <laughs> if i had to do it this is how i would do it so to cast snake Plissken, i got two choices number one is gannicus from the spartacus series dustin clare an australian actor i think uh as a good looking guy would work out if they wouldn't let me do that and they wanted somebody a little more established, I'm going to go Carl Urban. Oh, I like that. Nice. Carl Urban's my snake Pliskin, and I think we can agree he'd, he'd be able to pull oh. it off to a, to a reasonable degree. Oh, yeah, Carl Urban's would. face looks like an angry fist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That's it. So that, uh, that about does it for the news and our, our look at uh, TV uh that's episode 50 um oh actually this just came in right now uh so it's 
it's Thursday night as we record this. By the time you listen to it, it'll be Sunday. Again, time machine, time travel, really big right now. This is new, Ken. Uh, I think you're gonna like this one. Get ready to bone her up. Oh, Apparently, uh, the zombie apocalypse is hitting. Well, apocalypse might be a strong word. It seems like a, a series of outbreaks is actually occurring as I as oh, I. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. Like right now, we're, we're, we're yeah. We're, like we're, I'm, we're uh, I'm on outbreak. Yeah, like I'm on Twitter. I'm looking at what's trending, and zombies are trending. And uh, it seems like in most major cities, you know, like on. Uh, you know, on Independence Day, where there's shifts in various cities. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're at, yeah, kind of like we're, that. We're at the uh, the uh, shifts over the city stage of the zombie apocalypse. I, I, no, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, it's just early onset zombie apocalypse. Early on, that's like uh, early onset dementia, right? Yeah, something like that. At first, I thought maybe it was some kind of like impromptu zombie walk or some social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But apparently it's not, and it's uh, it's actually the the real thing. I mean, as as crazy as that sounds, it's not entirely unexpected. I mean, I don't want to be the I told you so guy, but uh, I kind of told you so. Called this in like episode twenty five or you, something. You did, man. You did call it, but it, that doesn't make it any less cool, right? I mean, if that's your thing, that the fucking world ending. Who the fuck doesn't way know of... it's my thing? Ah, Christ. I, I don't know, Marie. What do you think? Are you are you thinking of evacuating? I'm seeing now that uh, while this started in Edmonton for some fucked up reason, uh, reports of zombies in Ottawa now. Eh, I don't know. I think it's a bit exaggerated. I'm not. Uh, what? I mean, I've got a PlayStation Four right now, and oh you know, fuck that shit. I'm not leaving, and uh, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep playing. It's good. It's good. I got this PlayStation for two days, guys. So it's all Seriously, cool. Seriously, though, the, the zombie apocalypse. Uh, this is this is fucking great. What better way than this to pay homage to our fiftieth episode? I believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, have the perfect beer for this scenario i, I can't what? even believe this could happen talk about, talk about perfect segues oh my god i know i know my uh, my beer of the week is a very special selection i made strictly for the 50th show and I, i've been waiting since about uh show three to break it out uh, this is also the bottle that i'm giving away for our little facebook contest by the way i'm talking of course about clown shoes beers Undead Party Crasher American Imperial Stout. How, how fortunate. Oh, so. my God. Can yeah. you believe it? It's fucking crazy. We haven't been advertising on Facebook for two weeks. <clears throat> uh, once you pop the cap off this beer, a whole horde of aromas comes crashing through. From chocolate and roast malts on the front end to caramel and coffee coming through the back. The taste is a beautiful... Coming through the back. That's right, coming through the back. That's right. (laughs) The taste is a beautifully boozy blend of familiar flavors in the Imperial Stout world. More chocolate, more roastiness, plenty of dark caramel notes floating around, but also a nice hint of licorice on the swallow. Uh, It's a full-body brew with a rich and creamy mouthfeel. Soft carbonation makes it uh, a finer sipping beer than... Many of the strong stouts and porters around. It's uh, it's an imperial stout, so it's coming in at a higher ABV with 10%. So take it slow and easy, or the only zombie in the room will be you. It's a fantastic brew, albeit a touch out of season now that we're well into spring. But that's no reason not to grab a bottle or two 
and share with a buddy around the fire pit as uh, as long as you remember, keep that fire low because the dead are watching. I give Undead Party Crasher American Imperial Stout a well-earned eight zombie skulls out of 10 with an extra 0.5 thrown in for theme and label art. Great beer. Dig one up for yourself. Dig one up for yourself. Well done, sir. Hey, thank you. Thank you. If I could just uh, make one little kind of maybe out there comment, kind of the sexiest review you've done now. You like that? Yeah, creamy mouthfuls. Oh, man, I was all about it. (laughs) The words were just uh, flowing from my mouth with uh, feverish fluidity. That's alliteration to boot. I would be boned up, but I got to tell you, I think the zombies are here because it fucking stinks like dead ass. Like, stinks not even the right term. This is more of like a stank, I think. Fucking, I, I think they're crowding out right outside. Oh, man. Motherfucker. One of them is wearing a fucking t-shirt, you motherfucker. Dude, well, uh, well, we got we got to know what's on the t-shirt. I don't know, some fucking Darth Vader bullshit. I mean, come to think of it, I mean, don't all, isn't everyone wearing a Star Wars t-shirt a kind of a bit of a zombie anyway? It's like <laughs> fucking all kinds of awesome, though, because it's like Revenge of the Undead Sith, man. Those zombies got your number, man. He came right for you. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, Christ, what's, what's the point of all this shit anyway? George Lucas sent that motherfucker. He would have sent them to you then because you're the one who hates Lucas. I, I think Lucas is a scholar and a gentleman. I will not let you ruin the zombie apocalypse for me, man. Not this time. You goddamn stupid game. I don't know why you people told me I should play this shit. I'm just saying they're fucking cliched. Like, I mean, pre-Romero, these would have been original. But, like, fuck, come on. We've seen this shit a thousand times. Oh, damn it, Jay. I know we've seen it a thousand times on TV. I know, I know it's hackneyed and it's cliched and it's been done before, but this is way more immersive, man. I mean, I can smell the zombies. You know, I think there's one in my house, but I'm really doing pretty good at Broforce now. Anyways, it's cool. I think it'll work out fine. Well, I mean, uh, if I can say one thing, they're barely even moaning, like, I can barely even hear them. What kind of cheap-ass, low-budget fucking bullshit attempt at scaring the shit out of me, let alone fucking humanity, is that? Yeah, but that's what makes them not cliche, right? Is it, or is it just like half-ass acting? I mean, you gotta fucking embrace the role, man. Dig the fuck in, son. You know, what? Well, my little man is stuck in the fucking hole. How the hell do I get out of here? Who the fuck made this game? Shit, man, this is stupid. Uh, Marie, wasn't there a zombie in your house? It's fine. I don't think he can do stairs. It's just sort of morning up there. It's fine. See, that's what I mean. Are you fucking kidding me with that shit? That doesn't even, like, it, it can't even fucking do stairs. This is a zombie apocalypse. You're telling me it can't even climb a fucking flight of stairs? Really? Was this this was a fun, fully functional human like five minutes ago, and now I can't do stuff. Damn it, man! Do you really have to take the end of days and, and make it some fucking soapbox issue? You're gonna steal the thunder from the, the fucking zombie apocalypse from me, really? <laughs> the zombies, the zombies fell down the stairs. That was oh shit! Oh. Fuck! I'm stuck in another hole. What the hell? This game's all whole, stupid, stupid zombie. I need another well, game. I, well, if you need a new game, I'll tell you what. You should be checking out while I fend off my fucking home from these bullshit low-budget zombies. Watch your ass, check out, Watch your ass. Nah, my ass. Keep your ass to the wall. That's right. Uh, check out Uncharted 4. I know this was my pick of the week last week. 
Is it fair that I'm doing it again? Probably not. It's not a fair world, motherfucker. Uh, here's what's going on. I basically beat Uncharted 4, beat the game like a government mule. Gotta say, best-looking game of all time, hands down. And if you're sitting there going like, oh, PC, yeah, fuck your PC gaming. This is the greatest-looking game of all time, a fitting end to one of uh, gaming's greatest franchises of all time, a fitting send-off for our beloved Nathan Drake. And as far as people who say, who should play Nathan Drake in a movie, I'm going to tell you what. Nolan North should fucking play Nathan Drake, and the Uncharted film should be CGI. Suck it, fuckers. I'll give uh, Uncharted 4 a thief's end a 9.5 out of 10. Check really? it out. Okay. Yes, Look, man, after seeing uh, the uh, the cutscenes and e- even the gameplay action itself, I agree with make a, give us a uh, give us a Final Fantasy animated movie. That movie blew me away for the time. I mean, it, that was fantastic. That would be great for this series. I actually can't wait to try this game myself with my son uh, uh, who will probably be my undead son by then. Jesus. There's a fucking dark thought. Uh, we'll, we'll totally go fucking Shaun of the Dead though, and have uh, he'll have he'll have gaming manual dexterity. We'll be able to sit there in the back shed, you know, with his fucking uh, got wood T-shirt on, still gaming. I hate to be the fucking guy again and say like I hate to ruin it for you, but I actually don't. I kind of have a fucking hate boner for ruining it for you. So here we go. This motherfucker can't even do stairs. Do you think you'll actually be able to pull off? The dexterity of playing a fucking PS Quattro. Fucking damn it, Jay! You can't even give me fucking undead video games with my son, you motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's how I see it. I don't know what to say. I, I, I know, I know, man. You're you're saying it like it is, but still, I I love me a zombie apocalypse. You know, it's an apocalypse, Borgy. <laughs> I'm just telling it like I see it, man. It's it is what it is. I know, and I I respect that about you. Uh, totally an apocalypse, Borgia. Yeah, it's beautiful, guys. For God's sake, that bastard bit me. It's cool though. I can still finish my game. What? You got, got bit? You're gonna. It's fucking... fine. I'm playing my fucking game. Just relax. I'm pouring some wine on it. It's great. It's gonna be good. You're gonna fucking turn. Motherfuckers are in my house. Come here, you motherfucker. Gonna pound your goddamn. Oh, head. I knew it wasn't gonna take long, man. It's that Star Wars fucking zombie. Mother. <laughs> oh, well, I guess so. busy. I can discuss the uh, merits of Romero-style zombies versus real zombies. The definite plus of Romero zombies being you can't smell them. Die, fucking son of a bitch. Fucking die. Uh, yeah, you gonna bite me, you son of a bitch? I'll show you a bite. I'm gonna fucking rip your dick oh, off and yeah. shove it down your fucking That's throat. Stuff. Show him who's the man, Jay. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Take it. I will shove this in your mouth and listerine the stink out of your mouth before I go zombie, you fucking motherfucker. Oh, man, that doesn't sound good. Anybody there? Uh, Jay? Marie? Oh, man. I knew this was going to happen on Planet, Planet X episode 50. We're just gonna have to, we're gonna have to leave on a dour note, apparently, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, remember, you know, keep watching the skies and. Uh, oh, Danny boy, the pipes are calling. Oh man, it's the end of the day, end of days from Glenn to Glenn.
zombie hearts. Oh, I'm gonna miss you so but call me back when summer's in the man. You undead zombie bastards. I I'd shoot you in the head if I was in well, when the valley's hosted white with snow. I'd put a bullet right in your fucking brains if I was in the room. I'd spare you this but but I'll be here in sunshine or in I'm loading up the car right now. I'm driving to fucking Canada. I got the guns. I don't know if I'm getting across the board. Oh, Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. I love you so. <laughs> Episode 50, ladies and gentlemen. We're fucking out of here in the zombie apocalypse.